Welcome to the Amherst Podcast. Join us as we go beyond underwriting to discover more about our people, culture, and history. Welcome back to the Amherst Podcast. Um, This is episode seven, the first part of our integrity uh, pillar in the Rely series. And we're sitting here today with Eric Powell. Hey, Eric, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm also sitting here with uh, Connor Fleury and Michael Waters. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey. So, Eric, can you tell me your title and how long you've been at Amherst? Okay. I am the Chief Underwriting Officer for ENS Products. I started in August of 2007, so um, coming up on 15 years, if my underwriter math is correct. Um, Like John Horton, Brian Reed, Dan P. that started the company were all engineers, worked for Factory Mutual. Um, Brian and I were actually roommates for about three and a half years when we were broke um, getting out of college, so we literally drove from... (laughs) College Station to Dallas to start our job with FM. We both had a job there and had absolutely no money. Um, a small U-Haul trailer hauling what little bit of furniture we had. And we had enough money to, you know, to make a down payment on a condo. And, uh, but we were afraid to turn on the heat because we didn't know if we could pay for the bill. <laughs> Lots of ramen and PBR. So we're PBR. sitting around one day and we're like, hey, you want to go to my aunt and uncle's? We'll cut some firewood because at least we had a fireplace in our, our condo. So... That's how we heated our house for about the first two months until we got our first paycheck. So um, I left for a little while, FM, to work for Aon. I did work for a broker for about a year and a half. Then I went back to FM, and Brian and I were always friends, kept in contact. He always asked, when are you going to come work for us? And I loved what I did, but then, you know, kind of eventually. It was a big company, so had a lot of bureaucratic and politics stuff. And finally, I just said, is that offer still there? 2007, I've been here ever since. Well, we're so uh, lucky to have you, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, like I said, today we're talking about integrity. Mm -hmm. And um, in our second podcast, we kind of touched on that with Brian a little bit. And he said, you can't have insurance without integrity, which I feel like is a no-brainer. But can you kind of tell us how, like, when you think about that concept, what comes to mind? Well, you know, integrity, I guess you can look in the... You could look in a dictionary and look for a definition of integrity, but I think it's really a bunch of synonyms that go to integrity. You know, there's, I think of honesty, you know, truthfulness, um, just doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. is, is kind of the, the easy way to put it. Um, being a stand up person, doing the right thing. So, uh, you know, it's what you, I guess, as a parent now, and I have an 11 year old, it's, you know, it's kind of what you try to teach your kids. Um, don't cut corners, do the right thing, honesty, they all kind of go into what, at least, you know, ethics Mm -hmm. even falls under what I think, you know, we probably include as integrity. So, um, you know, that's the way I look at it. Um, You know, it's kind of what you'd like to see your kid to grow up as being, you know, a high integrity type person. Especially when picking up Legos, you need a lot of integrity in that. Yes. (laughs) Definitely do it all do it all right the first time. Um, so what is what does integrity mean for all of our producers and the overall in, insurance industry? Well, I, I think for our producers, um, 
if they if they walk away, whether we write the piece of business or not with them, and they feel good about what just happened uh, over the last, you know, maybe you know, last two or three weeks that an underwriter was working on a deal, if even if they don't write it, they feel good about, hey, that Amherst underwriter really did me right. We tried this one, you know, didn't happen. Or the alternative, we wrote a great piece of business. I was treated fairly. They were transparent. Um, you know, did the right thing and they feel good about it and they want to come back and, and work with Amherst again, then that's what we want to have happen. Uh, probably from the in- industry in general, um, you know, what, what do your parents do for your living? Um, they both work in um, real estate appraisals. Okay. So they may know a little bit about what we do, but have you ever really tried to explain to them what Amherst does? Do they understand it? Uh not, not as much as I do, but yeah. obviously that's. Why well, I mean, like, well, for <laughs> but, you know, thirty years almost now, my, my parents they still don't know what I do. But a lot of people hear the word insurance, or you know, and they kind of have that picture of the salesman, the salesman, mm-hmm. uh, the, kind of the the sleazy insurance agent, <laughs> or you know, but the none back, of our agents, the back lot, the back lot, you know, use car salesman, the tax collector, you know. I, <laughs> You know, if you're a Bible person, Matthew, you know, the tax collector, you're mm. kind of put in that light sometimes. So uh, it's, you know, the more we can do to change that and we have a stand up company and people want to do business with us, the the better off it is. Mm. I, I've always had an expression that I forgot who it was um, told this to me years ago. You know, insurance is something you hate, hate to have to pay for, but you hate even more when you have to use it. Oh, yeah. But yeah. you don't feel so bad if you know that probably who you worked with to to, to get the deal done and write the insurance. Um, it, you know, if they had a high degree of integrity and you feel like that you were treated fairly and they did the right thing for you, then you feel better about it at that point. So mm-hmm. that, you know, to get away from probably that kind of old saying. So, yeah, well, I know. Uh, being transparent and having um, good due process and managing the market is a huge part of what our production team does. Mm-hmm. And do you feel us being that transparent and forthcoming with our producers allows them to return that and be like forthcoming with us when it comes to accounts? Uh, I would, I would like to think so. Um, and you know, the more it, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's a little bit of, uh, learning from each other um, as we go, uh, especially when it's a, a new insurance broker that maybe hasn't worked with us very much. Um, but it it trust goes both ways. So mm-hmm. um, you know, trust and transparency. I, again, we we can't you know give away our underwriting secrets, but we can tell them, hey, this is this is what it means. What you know, this piece of information that we have, or we got it from an inspection, or you had it on the SOV. Well, this is what it means to us. And you can't tell them, you know, exactly how the nuts and bolts work, but Hey, it's a positive thing or it's a negative thing. And, and being able to tell that and kind of coach them through what that is. Well, Hey, I'm, I'm glad I know. I'm glad, you know, a lot of times you may get the feedback. I'm glad I learned this now because uh, hadn't, if I hadn't told you this, then we maybe would have bound it, inspected it, and then I'm sitting there looking at NOC, you know, 
at the at the beginning of a policy term. So yeah, for like lack of communication. For lack of communication and kind of not being, you know, upfront and transparent with each other. So I think it's a good thing and and it it goes both ways. And I think any broker that we work with, hopefully, they walk away from dealing with any of our amorous underwriters top down that you know they were treated treated fairly and they know the next time they come back hey i'm i'm going to get a an honest deal and and they're going to treat me fair again so yeah for sure so eric um i know right now we're kind of in busy season uh while we're recording this episode whenever it gets released we're really not in busy season anymore but um and peak busy season around late later part of April, May through May and June. Um, how do you lead your, how do you lead other underwriters to maintain the highest standards and keep their integrity? <laughs> um, you know, it, it definitely, it's harder. Um, you're pressured for, you know, writing premium right now. There's the pressure of shedding PML, mm-hmm. um, you know, you get pressure from a broker on, you know, can you just do a favor for me on this one? Can you help me out a little bit? Um, we're changing underwriting guidelines all, you know, all the time. Um, so there's pressure coming from everywhere and it's very easy to probably cut some corners. I need to get this stuff done. I need to get it out the door. Um, sometimes complacency, not, not, you know, unintentional complacency, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, I, I got to get this cranked out. I got to get it done. So um, it starts from the top down, uh, whether it's Brian down to the executive team, to senior management, to, to make sure that the lines of communication, you know, is there. And, you know, our CUO group, the doors are always open. Um, I tell people that is come in and talk to us. If you have a question or a problem, uh, come and talk with us. So, uh I was, was it four or five years ago? I think in a survey, um, I was labeled I was labeled as unapproachable. But <laughs> my door is always open. I'm horrible. Maybe it's because I'm just horrible with names and faces. So, um, like Christian, I call him Doug all the time for whatever reason. But, you know. <laughs> um, so I'm horrible with with names and faces, but that doesn't mean <laughs> that, I, that I don't like to talk. So um, I get told at home all the time. We just wanted a yes or no answer. You didn't have to explain it to us. So, um, but we we want to make sure from the top down that you know everyone knows we we want to support everyone and uh, and answer any questions that that people have. So um, I think more than anything, uh, that's what we want to try to make sure that we give people the support they need because this you know March, April, May, June, it's tough every year. Oh yeah. Um, my wife knows I don't plan on going anywhere or doing anything. It's hard to work in spring break, mm-hmm. but um, it's just something we have to deal with. And then we get a little bit of a breather. But, yeah, it's hard to keep up the same level of of integrity um, during that time because you have all these other external pressures. So, Yeah, I mean, it is a difficult job. And um, depending on the market, I feel like it can either be hard or harder so mm-hmm. it's not like <laughs> it's not like there's ever um that lull that yeah. i remember when i first started and that was only four years ago when we were slow it was like you were stretching accounts out to make your eight hours a day and now it's like if i'm working a 10-hour day 
I did good. I didn't work 12 hours and I got to bed at a decent time. So I definitely understand um, the uh, the necessity of maintaining that integrity. And um, I have to say from personal experience, you guys do a great job in creating that support system that allows us to say no when it's just something we're not interested in or if it is a good account and it maybe doesn't fit one or two check marks from like our guidelines, like you guys work with us and um, I'm really appreciative of that. Well, you know, sometimes, well, honesty is the best policy and, and getting it, if, if it's something that comes in the door and it's just not a fit for us, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, well, part of our, you know, kind of code of integrity is, you just say no and let them know up front. Because if you leave the door cracked, there there are brokers that will try and push that thing open. They will keep <laughs> kicking the door and knocking the door, and and sometimes it's best for both sides. Hey, this this one is not it's not going to work, mm-hmm. and and then it allows them to go on to the next one, and and if they have some other markets they need to go to, and it allows the underwriter to to go on to our next piece of business. So, um, but it's tough. I mean, it it's tough during these few months. So. Yeah. Um, but you guys do a great job of, like I said, uh, creating that support and allowing the underwriters to do their job or yeah. not just underwriters, but the UAs and everyone claims like the cohesiveness. And I do think the integrity that is held so high in this company is a big part of that because something as little bit as uh, simple as having your forms done, I'm sure helps claims tremendously and, yeah. and little things like having your SOV, which is your summary of values. Um, tidied up and filed correctly that helps significantly and little things like that mm-hmm. so it there's a, that thread that runs through the company yep. and for someone that works here it's it's evident yeah definitely and i remember that uh survey you were talking about for the record i put approachable okay same <laughs> same <Very. laughs> um so there's a there's a lot of pressure in ever hardening market like the one we're currently in how do you feel the rely values specifically integrity will help us navigate it well, you know, I think it um, it's an integral piece of, of what we do and, and navigating the market. Um, uh, kind of going back to what I said earlier, that whether we win a deal, we write the business, we lose a piece of deal. Um, if, if you have people that want to work with you um, – because they know you're, you know, a stand-up underwriter and treated them fairly and and everything. Um, dealt with uh, dealt with them using a high degree of integrity. They're always they're going to want to come back and work with you. So and you know when we were several years ago when we were trying to come up with these this set of core values for Amrisk and we landed on the relationship, excellence, leadership, integrity, innovation. Um, we were all broken out into little work groups. Mm-hmm. So then we came back together and kind of went down everyone's list that they came up with. And I think every group integrity was the first or second kind of uh, point thing point yeah. that, that came up on their list. So um, that, I mean, that right there shows you how important it is. And I think, um, you know, navigate the market, especially in a hard market, but, it, it's the same in a soft market too. We we should be your level of integrity shouldn't change, yeah, um, definitely depending on the insurance market cycle. And one thing that kind of backs up 
that statement for us. If if you if you were to compare kind of the market swings, you know, the peaks and valleys mm-hmm. and the ups and downs mm-hmm. of of our book of business to some of our competitors, uh, our our peaks and valleys are a little bit flatter. I mean, we because we we try to get ahead of things, you know. For instance, I think it was RMS 11. So that was a huge model change. And just everyone, you know, you had 500 million of PML. It immediately went, you know, got cut in half because hmm. of a catastrophe model change. It had nothing to do with a loss or a hurricane or anything else. Yeah. But we got out in front of it and we wanted to do the right thing. And, you know, as opposed to hitting everyone with a 50% rate increase, it was, well, let's get out ahead of it now. And we'll try to step this in a little yeah. bit this year and a little bit this next year so they don't get slammed all at once. And that's why our ups and downs are a little bit better. And, uh, you know, there's very little long-term loyalty in, in the ENS market. But we have some accounts that we've written for 15-plus years. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And um, in the ENS marketplace, there, there's not a lot of – of people that can probably say that, but we've got a few of those that we've been on for years and years and years. So um, I think that that goes towards, you know, how, how you navigate the market, you do the right things, you'll end up with some accounts and some trusted partners, whether it's the broker or the insurer, the eight, the retail agent that realize, Hey, it's, it's best to, you know, Hey, you may save a couple of pennies over here, but in the long term, it's, it's still a, better deal because you're dealing with a better organization if you just keep it where it's at yeah yeah definitely well i feel like you couldn't have said it any better (laughs) so um i'm gonna end it on a high note and say thank you so much for taking time out of your day and sitting here with us in talking about integrity you're quite welcome yeah thanks for taking time out of your day all right i know it's been busy thank you (laughs) thank you